Hello and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. I'm the creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart. Today's episode features our February 2022 YouTube livestream discussion of Cake and Punishment by Mamie Bell. I was joined by the lovely Angela Cox, aka Yarnivore on Twitter and at Wheel and Wool on Etsy. The running joke has been, it is the Angela Squared episode. I'm Angela Hart, and I was joined by Angela Cox, aka Angela Squared. Without further ado, please enjoy our discussion of Cake and Punishment. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jill. Hi, Renee. Crystal. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. And I also love how it's the Angela episode. And I like how we have our different usernames. Like, they can tell us apart with this. They're like, okay. We got, um, it works. It's, it works. It's like the other yeah. Angela. So it's going to put the other Angela, but then I'm like, but what my Twitter name is. So they know. I don't want to whisper. So Yarny, how do we pronounce this? So as Crystal T knits knows, because she also is addicted to knitting and she percozies perfectly with her knitting, which I just love to see on her Instagram. It's Yarnivore Girl because, okay. you know, like carnivore, but I don't That's what yarn. I thought, but I was like, okay, I might butcher this and put my foot in my mouth. But I love, I think it's such a cute name. I kind of taught myself to knit and I just do scarves and blankets, like nothing super intricate. I, I mean, I lose track with the counting. I can't do the designs. So whenever I see wow. you or Crystal, I'm always going, oh my goodness, they've got talent. <laughs> I remember you did a scarf. I remember seeing I do. And it's so funny. I have one where I did, it was supposed to be a scarf. And then like, I just kept going and became like this huge blanket for like a king size bed. And at one point, Max was on it. And he kind of like blended in because my dog is white fluff with the fur and the blanket was white. So it was a very cute photo. And so I'm going, I made that. And that's my baby. Oh, perfect. <laughs> my cake and punishment. Ooh. But I just clicked on it because I started off with the ebook and then I finished off with the audiobook and I had borrowed it from the library and my library loan has ended. <laughs> so I'm going to have to use my memory. Oh, <laughs> library loans. And then, like, I know some people have a Kindle. What is it? The Kindle Unlimited. And then when you have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. I think you get. 10 downloads, but you have to give back a download to get a new download. And I don't want to do that. I'm like, these are now my 10. I know I'm, only, I know I'm supposed to give them back, but these now are mine. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was excited to talk about this book. I love the title. I think it is so cute. We were chatting beforehand that we both enjoyed it. So welcome to Cake and Punishment, the February live stream discussion. I'm trying to angle the book cover. And this one is one of those you don't see this anymore where it's the paper on it. Usually with cozies, we've got the paperbacks, but no, not this one. This one feels very official. <laughs> yeah. I love to not having seen the cover in color before. I love the pink icing letters of the title cake and punishment very much in line with the wedding cake and Valentine's day for February. Nice. Be I- I think it like worked out perfectly. And you had to remind me because it kind of went over my head. I didn't make the connection. This is our second baking cozy mystery in a row. And I love baking cozies. I, I probably should have, re- you know, made that connection before. Of, oh, we have a theme going right now. But I do love my baking cozies. You get, I, I even brought a cupcake to the live stream because, you know, cupcakes and cozies, they just go together. <laughs> 
So I'm really happy with, you know, with the the book selection. Y'all are always doing a good job. I made a note because some of y'all were asking, we're doing the the yearly TBR and you guys seem really excited about that as a planner. I'm excited. And so next month is the cracked spine. April is on borrowed crime. May is the secret book and scone society. And that always, I always feel like that's a mouthful. I'm going to trip up and you know, during the live stream at some point when I'm talking very quickly, I will trip that up, <laughs> but that is Ellery Adams book. June, we got another sort of tea and treachery. I'm thinking tea biscuits, tea cookies. And then July, another crafting for you, murder she knit. So I, I thought of you in that one. one. <laughs> yeah. I think I have all of them on my shelf behind me already. <laughs> I thought of you with that one. And then August, the themes are shopping and or clothing. So Hems and Homicide, Cloak and Dagger, Tagged for Death, or 50% off Murder. The voting is currently going on. So I think we're up to 80 something votes. And it was so funny. This was one of those polls where the two books are going back and forth. They were tying. So your votes are going to make a difference. I just wanted to mention right off the bat, that's the PBR so far. We're currently working on it. It's a... It's a work in progress, but we're getting there. So September, October, November, and then we're going to have the December buddy reads. So there's still some more Twitter polls going to be in the mix for y'all. So be on the lookout for those. And then for those commenting tonight, we have the giveaway. And I didn't realize it until, again, I think the stars aligned. It is the book birthday for Put Out to Pasture by Amanda Flower. And that's the book for tonight. Came out today. It's the book for tonight. So I'm excited. <laughs> and Amanda Flower's books, you just know they're going to be 100% awesome. Well, I feel as if it kind of works though, too. She's doing the farming. We got the baking. I mean, food, different type of food <laughs> kind of works. I think yeah. it goes with it. And the last book also took place in Florida, which I appreciated because that's where I live. And then this one is also in the South in Kentucky. So that was cool. I've been thinking about, I wonder why the author chose Kentucky. I was thinking, you know, New York. I've never been to New York. My parents are from Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's as far as I've gone in the United States. But I wonder why she chose Kentucky and not like Virginia, right? That's still the South, isn't it? But closer I to New York. I had to look it up. So I'm going to go with Mamie. That's how I'm going to pronounce the first name. Mm. Mamie Bell is Tanya Capus. I don't know how we're going to pronounce this last name. Again, this is one of those, you read it, how you pronounce it, sometimes different than you're saying it in your head. K-A-P-P-E-S. So she's written a lot of other cozies under her other name, her real name, Tanya. So this is her pen name. And so now I'm curious going, yeah, what are your settings for your other books? What are your other characters like? So maybe we can figure that out a little bit more once we dive into her as this other cozy mystery name. Yeah, good to know. Nancy and Debbie say that they believe that she lives in Kentucky. So that makes Ooh. sense. Okay. I also love cozy mysteries. Like, like when it comes to country, oh, oh my gosh, obviously I love cozy mysteries. I love country music and cozy mysteries. Like that reference was mm. amazing to me. Cause you don't usually get country music references with them. Cause they're, whenever they pop up, I always get so excited. I'm like that combination. I don't know why, but that always makes me really, really happy. I have a mm -hmm. mug that says I love country music <laughs> and coffee. And I was like, I almost want one now that says I love country music, coffee and cozy mysteries. So I was really happy. You had the Dolly Parton reference and other stuff so like she kind of gave it that little southern feel that way too so i'm just gonna go in with that tone with that that you just reminded me that was one of my notes in my head <laughs> yeah it's like hallmark movies and plaid it just goes together <laughs> right <laughs> Yes, then you're going to have your the guy come. He's going to be in his flannel. He's going to mm -hmm. be the secret mayor and volunteer firefighter. 
<laughs> I live in Orlando. It's not the South. <laughs> I grew up in Iceland. So, you know, yeah, flannel. That's what I meant. Not plaid. <laughs> oh, no, I think it kind of works. I think they work together. I hate the name of the app, but because like you always think it's the the other meaning, but procreate, like you're procreator, you're a creator of content. So one of the brushes I purchased was for plaid and for like the flannel. I was like, this is so great. Now I can do the backgrounds with that. So I'm actually really excited that you made that reference because I just got that digital download probably a week ago. And I'm so excited to start doing more creations with it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, apparently we are just not meant to be in New York city when it comes to cozy mysteries there's something to this where i swear cleo Coyle is the only one who's ever able to do a city based <laughs> cozy mystery yeah. honestly like we just belong in small towns i mean we're going back to kentucky and again i'm from massachusetts i i do say y'all i don't know where that came from instead of you guys it definitely sounds much nicer but <laughs> i don't know if we would call this the yankee accent but noah the ex-boyfriend has the yankee accent and so i'm going do i have a yankee accent and i'm listening to the audiobook and she's doing the southern accent the drawl and so definitely getting all sorts of southern vibes with this yeah, the narrator in the audiobook, because I started reading just the ebook and then switched to the audiobook. She was amazing. And her different accents for the characters and the voices and, you know, Noah, for, <laughs> it was just amazing. She really brought a lot of life to it. So it made me, when I first heard her do the voice of the main character, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it made it more, oh, imagining her more of like a, a neutral kind of, um, like yeah. your, your accent, I would say is neutral, you know, like you really can't tell where you're from. And I was expecting the main character to have more of a neutral accent and listening to the audiobook, it made me realize that she has a deeper connection than I initially first thought to her hometown. And always hearing her call her mom Bitsy all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never call my mom by her first name. And my mom's first name is Rochelle, which is nothing like Bitsy. Because again, she's from Pennsylvania. But that was really cute too. And the whole town calling her Bitsy. Oh, you know, Bitsy this and that. I think she's probably just glad that no one called her Bitsy Jr. I mean, we got to talk about Bitsy a little bit. This woman, so I believe it was Regina. I just saw you pop up a second ago in the comments. She had, I always post questions, the Instagram stories. And her comment was that the mother would have been a great sleuthing duo. And she would have kept Sophia in check a little bit more. But this woman... Oh my goodness. She wanted an Amber alert put out on her daughter, who's a grown yeah. woman. And I lost it. I was just, I was enjoying that scene so much because the cop is the love interest. And so she's telling the cop, no, you got to put an Amber alert on my daughter. I mean, can you imagine that conversation of talking to the guy you kind of have a crush on and your mom is asking to have an Amber alert put out on you? Right. It's like, she's like 30 years old. That's only for children. I think for very long, <laughs> she's technically not even lost. I was getting the biggest kick out of the mother. She was such a kind of town gossip. So this is probably jumping a little bit of head, but this woman probably would have been a really good sleuthing partner because she just knew everybody in town, knew all of their business. And they oh, kind of wow. gave her a pass for it too. Like, oh, that's just her. Oh, she's just doing her thing. Like she would have been a really good Watson. <laughs> Yeah. I know when we first moved here to Florida, we lived in a small town and 
it was hard for me because my dad was in the Navy. So we came from Iceland to Florida and everybody knew everybody. And like for generations, not just current alive people, but everyone had known everyone for generations. And it was really hard. I never did fit in. So, you know, it's a lot like that in this story where it's like everybody just knows everything about everyone, including Bitsy. So this is kind of probably not semi-spoiler because this comes up relatively probably near the middle. We figured this out. So this is where I was kind of confused for a minute because again, I called him the sexy sheriff. We have, we have a love interest who is the cop. He is in charge of the small town and he is very dashing. So Carter catches her eye when she goes for coffee and he's just really cute and sweet. And I was so caught off guard when it turns out he actually went to high school with our leading lady, our Luther. And I'm going, this is a small town, right? How do we not make this connection? How did your busybody mother not tell you this? So how did that kind of occur with the small town vibe? Because I would have thought that would have come up sooner almost. Right. I think, you know, having been a teacher for a long time now, (laughs) I have kids who were in my class that are grownups and only once or twice have I seen them out again in real life, but like they could be like, your age, like 30, you know? So, and I remember she said in the book, you know, he had scraggly kind of like greasy hair then. And, you know, now it's like, she just looks at his dimples and just swoons. I mean, I, that kind of took me by surprise that they went to high school together. I was kind of waiting for the moment of how he knew everybody because we figured out early on, okay, this is, Charlotte. This is her wedding. They went to high school together. Her other friend was Madison. Okay. We know their connection. Okay. She met Brett with the whole college element. So we kind of figured out how the crew came together, but he was, so Carter is Brett's best man. And I was kind of trying to figure out how he fit into this sort of social equation. And I wasn't getting there. Then all of a sudden you're going, he was here the whole time. He wasn't a part of the equation. He was, he was already there. He's part of the answer. (laughs) Yeah. And especially because being in a small Southern town, they accepted him. He didn't have to prove himself in any kind of way. So you kind of knew that he belonged there. I think one of the, (laughs) this is my whole thing too, when it comes to cozy mysteries, when the cops are just totally incompetent and it requires the citizen sleuther (laughs) to take up arms and solve the murder, he was capable. I almost want to give him a pat on the back and say, oh, you were you were going to figure out the mystery all on your own, weren't you? And he totally was. At the very end, he had asked for a handwriting analysis for the books with our murder victim. And so he was comparing the notes he had them write to the wedding party to what was put into the files. And I'm going, oh, that was a really good idea. Carter's smart. I'm going, oh, thank goodness. We have a small town sheriff who can actually do their job in a cozy mystery. I think it might have been to further emphasize the comparison of her leaving and going to New York in that fast pace. So she's taking that fast pace to solve the mystery. And he's just kind of, you know, Southern taking his time. You know, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but he then he started to her. Yeah. What did you find out? You know, so that was interesting. I like Debbie's comment. She loved that he actually talked to her about the case throughout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was so funny when she has the the note of suspects in the bakery and then he sees her some, I think it was back at her house where her soon to be house, her yeah. rental, 
she had the chalkboard and so he's finding her in these different locations and it's like no matter where she is she's thinking about the mystery and in all the different locations he's talking to her about it each time I just thought that was so cute and I liked that they did the actual kind of murder mood board with that so mm-hmm. another little like kudos check with that one <laughs> Very good. I saw you also put on Twitter about their whole relationship as far as always seeming to kind of argue with one another. <laughs> I put that, that they argue? I think so. I think that's what I, I don't know. I was working today. So I was peeking <laughs> as you know, things were flashing up. But they did seem to kind of have a little bit of confrontations here and there. And, you know, you would think that Carter really liked her, but then she would think, oh, well, maybe he's just doing his job and he doesn't feel that way. Kind of giving her mixed signals until that dinner at her parents' house. I will give you that because I actually made a note of that very early on because I was confused as a reader when he bought her coffee the following day. She calls him up thinking she's going to have a little flirty phone conversation. Yeah. It's all business. I just need a witness statement signed. Talk about hot and cold one second. Whiplash. As a reader, I didn't know what to think. I mean, Sophia, again, in this character, what was like, what is she supposed to take away from that interaction? Men. (laughs) But she did find a good one, which other man towards the end of the book that came, I was like, what? No way. I did not see Maybe if you haven't finished, sorry, but I did not see her ex Noah being the one to come in and take over as the chef. I'm like, really? This is, you know, she's had this romantic moment. She's finding this place, a bakery, you know, that she isn't hers technically, but she's loving, like everything is going her way. And then he's back. That was one of those moments where you got to take a moment and like you just close the book or you're like, I'm going to go make another cup of tea and then we're going to come back to this. (laughs) I just, again, I feel like that's one of those moments where you're just, you're supposed to just roll with it. I mean, again, real life versus a book, you're going this, you know, this small town is where he ends up. Of course it is. I was annoyed with the fact that he was the one who kind of quote unquote saved the day at the end where she's, oh yeah, not like, she wasn't really confronting the murderer, but we had that sort of standoff of, oh, I now know what happened. And so he hears what's going on and he calls Carter, the sheriff, to come and help. And I'm going, why was it him? I, yeah. think I was so frustrated. I'm like, it was Noah who had to call. Couldn't have been Patrick and given him some, you know, redeeming moment or one of those. Oh, I'm a great kid, actually. See, I wanted to. Course. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Noah had to be like, well. Oh, I am the one who saved you. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm going, you call and um, ah, like you made a phone call. I didn't even like, I didn't like him being involved, even a small capacity. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he cheated on her. She found him in the throes of it with somebody else. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm surprised that Bitsy didn't give him a talking to while he was there. That would have been a scene I would have liked to have read. <laughs> this is great I was riding on my stationary bike and when no one came back I was riding that's amazing like you're speeding up you're like oh I'm angry burn double calories during that scene that's amazing a lot of mentions too about all the interesting southern sayings that happened I tried to remember 
any of them, but I'm not a note taker and I listen to the audiobook mostly, but they were amazing. And I've seen some of you guys type them into the chat. They added so much to the story. I took a couple of screenshots and posted them on Twitter. Even just, I loved, um, again, I love things where it's a love letter to cozy mysteries in a cozy mystery. And that was so much fun. The librarian going, oh, oh I, I know. You're like a sleuther and a cozy. I can recommend one. I mean, that just made my little heart so happy. <laughs> my yeah. little reader heart was jumping with joy in my chest. <laughs> yes. As a reader and a librarian, I was beyond the moon. And then this afternoon, I had a kid come into the library and say to me, do you love do you like to read mysteries? And I'm like, do I like to read mysteries? Why? Yes, I do. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, that is so adorable. I love that. I like that. You're awesome. It's the best job ever. I get to read for fun at home. I get to talk about reading with kids all day and get them to read. It's, it's like cozy mystery brought to life, except no mystery. And I love my husband and kids. <laughs> You're like, this is the happily ever after part of the That's right. Story. Yeah. I'm like, after the dead bodies. <laughs> after all the drama, this is the happily ever after portion. That's right. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, so there, someone already said you, okay, here it is. Um, you read book two. I wrote down the title. So right now there are only two books in the series, which is yeah. actually kind of nice for me in a way, because when you fall into a series and all of a sudden there are 18 books and you're going, okay, this is going to be my life for the next two weeks now. So, you know, at least now I can, when, hopefully when, not if, when she publishes additional books, I'll be caught up. So the next book is Better Off Dead. And that one, it looks like Madison is going to be the main suspect. And Carter is the boyfriend in book two, which I was happy about. That was in the book blurb. So that's not really a spoiler. In the book blurb. So I was excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to start too, for sure. Crystal Teenitz, yeah, starting tomorrow, one of a Kindle, definitely reading book two. I agree. I mean, I love that Cozy Mysteries also aren't, I don't know how to phrase it. They're very easy to just fall into in regards to the series. Yeah. Like you just, it, again, you just want to pop in like the next DVD or something. And I know people don't pop in DVDs anymore, but like, you know, you're just watching a show on Netflix and just hit the next button, hit the next button. To me, that's kind of what Cozy Mysteries are. You just sort of fall into it. Like you would just want to keep binging them. You just want to keep breeding them. Like once you're in that world, you want to stay there. So I'm glad everyone's on kind of the same wavelength of, yes, we want to stay in Kentucky. We want to stay in Rumsey. I like how it's called, what is it, the RCC? We want to be there in the RCC. Yes. I was kind of picturing the help, the book and the movie kind of in scenes, you know, with the club, the social club, the Garth Friends of the Library. And it very, even though it was modern day and not in the 50s, still had that vibe to it. I remember that book. I read, I, I remember I loved that book when it came out and I read it before it was, you know, the movie and everything else. And I, and again, yeah. I'm not someone who lends out books, but I lent that one out. I was like, oh, you're going to read this and like it. I just remember like passing that book around to people. <laughs> I think that's great that that's the book that you referenced. Cause that's something I was like, oh yeah, you better read this one. I, to tell you that I'm like, I'm 43. So <laughs> I did that with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because my junior year of college, my children's lit professor is like, this is a book series that's starting or a book that's starting to have some buzz around it because it was only the one book at the time. And it's called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I'm like, well, I'm not usually into fantasy, but I'm going to choose that for that very reason. And I read it and fell in love and passed it around to everyone I knew. 
and then it became like this giant thing. Oh yeah, I remember. When, <laughs> I think when I first fell into the series, it was only three books had been published. So I came later than you. And then I remember having to wait for the next books to be written and come out. And I remember my dad having to take me to Barnes and Noble. And then one time he was like, oh, we're just going to go to BJ's and get it. I was like, but you got to bring me like the moment it opens. And they have all the books piled high. And then he wants to go shopping and do his actual errands. I'm like, no, 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 I got to go home and read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with Cozy. I only live a mile from Barnes and Noble. And it's a two- story Barnes and Noble and they all know me. I worked there for a while. I have given them a recommendation on where I think the cozy mystery aisle should be placed in the store because it was nice. But now the anime people are directly next to me and I'm like anime and cozy mysteries. We just not die. <laughs> but you haven't listened to me yet. But I go all the time, so I I can just quickly look and browse, and I know exactly which series are brand new that just came out that weren't there the last couple of days. I was oh, there before. Yeah, that, so I'm so jealous of that. Like to be so close to Barnes and Noble and to know the staff. Oh, yeah. you, your life is a cozy mystery. <laughs> it is, it truly is. But I'm like looking for more in a series, and I'm like, no, I need more. I need to know more about this. And one of the first cozy series I ever read, I still have them all because I love them, but it left on a cliffhanger and she didn't get renewed by the publisher or something. And so I never found out what happened because she never got to write them. Which series? Um, I don't, I don't remember. It was a magic series, a magic cozy mystery. I'll have to find it and post about it later. Oh my goodness. I want to know now. Yeah. I just hope the same thing doesn't happen because was the publishing date of this book 2018 I think I believe, yes I, I remember yeah I'm pretty sure it was I'm like man four years ago now <laughs> two books I don't know I think of some other cozy mystery writers like one of our favorites Brie Baker she's like pumps them out in all different kinds of names you know oh, she's yeah. got like or pseudonyms I oh, just yeah. I want this author to do the same thing so I mean Maybe she'll see this and she'll be inspired to write more. I, I mean, I would love that. I There was a book that ended on a cliffhanger. I can't even remember what the series was. She was looking for her lost mother. And I'm like, is she going to find her? <laughs> I mean, and I never found out if she actually got to meet the mother. It was very much like Queens of Mystery there. The Acorn TV show with the mother being this being yeah. gone. And there's a whole backstory about it. And so in that book series, I'm going... No, like, where's the next page? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I just saw someone pop up. There's, I, there it is. So this was the question I saw. So what did y'all think of who the killer was? That is a good question. So d first of all, like, did you guys solve the mystery? I think that's, that's an important part of this. <laughs> this is my first cozy mystery that I solved. I knew it from the beginning. I even knew the reason along the way. And I'm very proud of myself. Finally. Oh, I feel like we got to do the, the applause. <laughs> oh, Where does it go? I do this every time. I finally learned how to use the back door, like the, all the overlays and stuff. I'm like, is there a sound section? I learned how to do videos or upload little things so we can do the little video. I wish we got to do it. We got to make something now where it's like, we solve the mystery and it's applause. Yeah. And, you know, a chorus of angels singing, like how a magnifying glass or put a virtual sleuth hat 
on my head or something. She solved it. <laughs> All Debbie did too. Good for you. Oh, that is so cute. I'm glad people were solving it. I think I'm pretty sure this was one of those mysteries where I was pretty much there with it but again I was I sort of was just loving the tone the theme the vibe of it all so I wasn't playing the okay here's my list of suspects game because sometimes I do that sometimes I'm like it's not so-and-so it's not this person like I knew in my head but I didn't have my little notepad I mean and again I have my notepad so (laughs) I I I was I was pretty much there though I was like 85% of the way there with him I just it was the only reason or it was only the reason I was sort of missing because he kept saying, oh, I don't want the job as the head chef. And mm-hmm. I, when he said that more than once, I had this moment of, okay, either he is a very chill guy who's going to be great in the series forevermore, or he's the killer. It's only one of the two things. Right. And then I, <laughs> and then I knew full throttle he was the killer when a pack of gum fell and he's like, okay, it's totally his. Yeah, it's Patrick's. He chews the gum. He was here. He killed him. And I'm like, that is a lot of information and a lot of motive to put on a pack of gum. <laughs> yeah. Then he I was, was framing Patrick. He was just jealous. So when did you solve it? Really early on. I knew it was him because I'm like process of elimination, right? Like she's, I, he was my first one I thought it was. And I just kind of kept that in my head. And then as she's talking to everybody, I'm like, She's not not even considering him at all. She didn't look at him at all, which was so weird because she was suspicious of everybody. Even, was it Natalie? The lady who was accused of having the affair with him? Yeah. Then there was Ella. So there was Ella, Natalie. She even accused Brett, the fiance, for the BFF more than once. (laughs) Her friend's fiance. That wouldn't make for a good wedding. No, I mean, she's trying, her motivation for being the sleuther, she wants to save the wedding. I really don't know how that motivation and accusing the groom kind of coincide, but I'm going to let that go for the time being, I guess. I just saw Colleen's comment. It was, he was giving her the clues. He was definitely kind of throwing Patrick under the bus from the get-go, even before the gum fell and, you know, the epiphany of the light bulb there, which again, I think was a little much for him. But yeah, he was definitely like, oh, there's this affair, there's this, and Emil did that. So yeah, he was a little too helpful. (laughs) Yeah, he was. I mean, I also kind of didn't want it to be anybody else because I liked her friends. I liked the other people she was interacting with. Mm -hmm. So if we had to let go of a character who's not going to stay in the community, I'm okay with it being him. (laughs) Exactly. He was just the assistant anyways. (laughs) I mean, I also got to say... Killing a guy for the job title, that's a that's that's a little cruel and harsh. That's that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. So did anyone think it was Patrick? I, I mean, I liked this kid. I thought he was really sweet and in a hard situation. I felt bad for him, you know, and hearing that his dad didn't support him with what he wanted to do and just kind of having to be that southern hometown baseball hero rather than what he really wanted to do. That was tough to listen to. I mean, I felt so badly for this kid. The more she looked into him, trying to figure him out as the suspect, the more I liked him. 
And more felt badly for him and I'm rooting for him. And I could kind of see the whole, oh, we're going to make him into a red herring or potential suspect over here of, oh, he has a skull tattoo. And, oh, you know, he's kind of being a little flippant over here. But we find out the dad is beat. He he beat him. We find out this kid when he's on the bus to baseballs at the front of the bus talking to the driver. I mean, he just seemed every time we learned more about him, the more innocent he seemed. And I, I made a note of it somewhere. but. She goes to his school and then she snoops through the coach's office. Yeah. And then she sees Patrick and calls him out going, I thought you were going to be at work. And he doesn't support this. Like, he kind of has a tone and she's going, oh, he had a tone. And I'm going, if I'm a kid in the hallway and my boss that I've known a day is asking me why I'm not at work. I might not have been, you know, super, you know, friendly or understanding in that moment either. I, thought, I mean, I, the, the way she was trying to play it of, oh, he had a tone. I'm going, yeah, you kind of the kid on the spot like what did you think was going to (laughs) happen oh man oh man i was tisking that school librarian for letting her on the campus (laughs) yeah she's not going for career day (laughs) (laughs) she said something about oh you know security nowadays in schools is too tight and you know my back hurts from all these years of lifting books and i'm thinking is that gonna be me (laughs) but it's not (laughs) i use a book cart thank you very much I mean, I was going to say my lower back is tight from sitting at the computer and also from sitting reading. So sitting and reading is also a little bit of a danger. I've got to get up and stretch every once in a while. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's like a lot of people thought it might be Patrick's dad as a good suspect. He would have been a good one. I, yes, Tracy, I want more on Patrick. I mean, if she wants to do her own little spinoff novella, because again, the more we learned about him, the more I liked his character. This poor kid is having one of those opposites attract from the wrong side of the, he's in love with Alice, who's a country club member's daughter, and she's not allowed to see him, but he's in love with her. And and now he wants to be a big baseball star to prove to the parents he's good enough for the daughter. This poor kid, I mean, honest to goodness. I'm rooting for Patrick. I know he's a fictional character, but I'm on his side. Yeah, I definitely hope that he is in book two. And whoever has read book two, I, I, you can tell us if he's there or not. Otherwise, I'm going to make a little petition in my head and be like, okay, so eventually <laughs> at some point, we're going to have to do something to get Patrick his own little side story. Or maybe Unless he's, he's like off at culinary school that in yes. book two, that's okay. Yes, that will also give me you know the the closure I need. Otherwise, someone who's into fan fiction here has to do something with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we also had our little our little kitten, our little cat Duchess. I like how she just sort of adopted her mom's cat. <laughs> she just yeah, took her. <laughs> I cat after, but Duchess was happy. I love how she's like, I don't think Duchess wants all that attention. It was just too much for her and her mom, like always picking her up and kissing her and snuggling her. I, I kind of I feel like there was a cartoon that I cannot place with the show but there was a kid in the cartoon who would pick up the animal and hug it too hard and in the cartoon yeah. like, like the animal's eyes would kind of jump out of its head that was what I was picturing every time this lady picked up the cat of like her hug like one out <laughs> Elvira on tiny tunes <laughs> Because I used to watch it every day after school. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to place the, the image in my head. It's a cartoon character. But little that's little little girl with a big bow. Yeah. Love you and hug you and squeeze you to itty bitty pieces. That's what I mean, fits you with. That's exactly oh, Myra. I mean, 
this, this cat, I mean, you kind of get the vibe as soon as she's there, the cat goes and sleeps in her bed and I'm going, so my dog is my child. Like I love him so much. And I, whenever he stays and hangs out with my parents or he's interacts with somebody else, like, you know, it's totally fine that he enjoys them. He loves them, but I'm like, I'm still your mom. Like I'm still your person. (laughs) But if he were to ever actually just run off and like want to be with somebody else, my heart would break. And so I, in my own little head, I'm going like, the mother also was not break, like her heart was not broken. She was not looking for this cat. So I think maybe the cat was supposed to be the substitute for the daughter, but now she's got the daughter, so she doesn't need the cat. <laughs> so it's, she doesn't have the reaction that I was kind of expecting for someone who's like holding the animal to the point where it's, you know, wanting to run away. Like now she's got the daughter, the animal can run away now. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Not to get deep, but now she's got her daughter to love and squeeze. She doesn't need the cat anymore. <laughs> Rescue her. <laughs> I thought, yeah, <laughs> like we have our own little backstory for the cat. I mean, you, you can also tell this cat is probably like a little little spoiled princess. I mean, she's so cute on the cover. Uh, the audiobook cover is different than the physical book. Oh, and so on the... In the audiobook cover, she's kind of off to the side, but still at the center. And so she's right next to a different cake. So apparently this book cover was meant to have her on it. Like she was just meant to be the focal point for the book cover. So as readers, we're supposed to love her too. (laughs) Well, you know, there are lots of cat cozy mysteries as well. So, and dogs too. Okay. I I was thinking this too. Yes, she bakes the cake. Cake is a part of the story, but for some reason, part of me wanted Emil to be found over over a cake or have like cake, like you know flour on him or something. Like I wanted more cake references. <laughs> we read another cozy mist where the guy was found dead in the cake mix. <laughs> they had to shut everything down for health reasons. Maybe that's why the author decided to stay away from that. Maybe. I mean, also the skillet, it was too new. I mean, that was yes. some, kind of a clue. I mean, she made a really big deal of it when she first thought it. She's like, I'm a baker. I know these things, which I thought was really cute. But yeah, this, I was kind of wanting him to be found over something or in something, but it's okay. I'll let that go. It was still <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I just saw the comment. Yes. We got to talk about how Madison just sort of set her up for like, here's your, the path to your life now. We have two two roads. This is your road. <laughs> yeah. Come look at this beautiful bakery that you remember from childhood that has only been out of business for just a couple of weeks. And they still have fresh ingredients in the back and use. And, you know, this house that's just perfect with, I had a pond or a lake out back and I just wanted to go visit. I'm like, I want to live there. I want to sit on her little patio porch on the back overlooking the water and just chill. That would be so nice. I I love how she just knew that this was her house. And I, and again, the comment with the the clothes and her size, she was ready for her to move in there. She, she immediately showed her the kitchen and she's ready to go. She's in love with the kitchen and she's going, I have the bed is all set up. We have all the furnishings that you can purchase just as they are. I mean, she basically set this house up. So all she did was walk in. I mean, she didn't even have her toiletry bag or anything when she's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay over for the night. I mean, as one does, apparently. <laughs> yes. After cooking chocolate 
chip cookies and wishing she had burnt them so that other people wouldn't get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a moment with that because I'm going, is that sabotage? Do I like this moment? Because <laughs> she left the kitchen a mess and then she has that moment of, well, if they live here, the kitchen's going to be a mess at some point. Get used to it. <laughs> I like how she just wrote it off. Yeah, but they weren't interested. I think the wife wanted to go see the master bedroom or the walk-in closet or something. Yeah. I'm like, maybe she's not a cook, a chef. <laughs> kitchens don't interest her yeah I mean she just sort of I, I also wasn't sure if she liked the fact someone was in the kitchen or not like you know you can't picture yourself in the kitchen if someone's already in your kitchen it's like this is yours I, I don't belong in here I'm intruding yeah. so I definitely <laughs> think the vibe was there that's what I thought too I, when okay at the very end spoilery moments when she finally decides mm -hmm. to stay in town and she goes up to Madison at the wedding and she goes oh yeah no there's already a buyer I thought the mother was going to just gift them to her. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Yeah, she probably would have if things wouldn't have turned out the way they did. Oh, I thought like I thought that was when she said there was another buyer. I thought the parents were going to be going, yes, we're buying you the house. Because again, this isn't a rental and she has an apartment in the city. So I'm thinking, oh, she wants to rent and do other stuff. Maybe this is their, you know, welcome, welcome, you know, to your hometown. Welcome with your return. And so I was a little disappointed that it was, oh no, it's you. I'm going, oh, it would have been so cute if it was a gift by the parents. I thought that would have been Yeah, cool. yeah. It was a nice little touch how she already had her initials on the keychain though. So Madison's a cute. Yes, keeper. good friend, very good friend. And all the people that kept on asking for her to bake for them. I'm like, she's never going to get out of here. Bake for this birthday party, bake for a wedding, bake for a birthday party. There was something else towards and bake for the gardening club or something like that. I'm like, she's there. She's there forever. She's going to fall in love with it and realize that this is what she was really meant to do. And she did. And that just made me happy because sometimes you just need a book that goes along with what you want to happen. You know, it's kind of like when you have everything in your day going exactly the way you wanted. This cozy was kind of like that for me. I just saw this comment. I'm going, that's a good point. You thought Noah had purchased them and you were relieved Ooh. it wasn't the case. Oh, that would have been so sad if he bought them out from under her. Ugh. I never I thought of that. Know. No more Noah. No, this book, well, I read it on an ebook and Audible. I might have <laughs> crashed my car or thrown my Kindle against the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, too. She already has the clientele set up, and they always say, what is it? Word of mouth is the most important thing, and this small town has word of mouth oh, yeah. down for science. <laughs> Her mother is probably 80% of that. Right. I mean, I thought it was adorable and... A little sad at the same time how the mother is bragging about her and her pastry career and she's telling everyone how proud she is, but she's not telling the daughter herself. And so mm -hmm. I'm going, but at least she's proud of her. She's talking her up. I just wish she had kind of given Sophia a little bit of that ego boost, a little bit of, yeah, you've got a great pastry business and you're totally capable of this. So it was wonderful that she's talking her up to all these people. I just wish she said it a little bit more to our leading lady. <laughs> yeah, it kind of tied went tied in with Sophia calling her Bitsy rather than mom, you mm -hmm. know, and maybe by her staying in town and Bitsy seeing all the amazing things that she's able to do. Maybe that'll change. We'll see. Oh, you thought Noah was going to stay in town. Yes, we got to kick him out. Him and his Yankee accent. <laughs> we got to get rid of him. Oh, I just saw a comment about the dessert names. Yes. The dessert names, were there recipes in the back of this book? Because yes. if not, 
Oh my gosh. The one that had me drooling was the skillet apple pie. I am a sucker for apple pie. And when she was cutting up the apples, it reminded me of my granny. We would go to the Amish stand when we visited her and she would cut, oh my gosh, I need this book. She would cut up (laughs) the apples and make apple dumplings. And there was another part in the book where she said she even used just store-bought cookie dough and put one ball of cookie dough on top of the other and was like, everybody knows that that will make an airier, lighter cookie. And I'm like, what? I need cookie dough. Has anyone ever done that before? I know. I'm like trying to show people like there's so many recipes. And the one I was waiting for, I I mean, we got to talk about this at some point too, was the red velvet crunchies. If she has in here, your apple pie. So she has, so I'm just going to tell you guys the recipes. So we have red velvet crunchies, the surprise puffs. I love how she had all the different fillings in there too. She has what, eight different kinds, six or eight different kinds of fillings. The Southern skillet apple pie, banana pudding cupcakes, Kentucky butter cupcakes, which I like how we're calling them Kentucky butter cupcakes, not butter cupcakes, Kentucky butter cupcakes, and then Kentucky derby pie. So we have three recipes. Yeah, I see... The Kindle version has it too, Marta says. This book is going to have to go from a library loan to being mine because (laughs) number one, I need to read it again because I loved it that much. And number two, I need to make these recipes like one a weekend until I've made them all. I didn't know. So I also... It's so funny that I love baking cozies as much as I do. And I love the baking shows. The Great British Baking Show is one of my favorite comfort shows. Again, I the number of times I've seen the same seasons and I'm like, I know James doesn't win the season, even though I'm rooting for him at one point. I'm like, I know he doesn't win with his Scotland. His Scotland, you know, great cakes with the seven of them over there. I'm like, I know you don't win, but I love you anyways. I love baking stuff, but like, I have never heard of that. That was so random to me. Like I don't bake. So maybe that's one of those things. Like it just, I like watching it. I like reading it, but I just don't do it myself. That was such a random tip. I've never heard before. I want that to come up on the great British baking show. Now, like someone explain this. I want to see it done. (laughs) Yeah. I I know I have a friend who bakes delicious chocolate chip cookies. And the only difference that she does from the back of the Nestle chocolate chip cookie bag is that she whips the butter, I think, and that creates more air. So I'm like, if the butter can do that, then I think stacking those cookies can make them better. That's an easy one. They used to have, what was it? Cupcake wars. (laughs) And I'm going, if you have cookie wars Mm -hmm. of some sort, you know, would this be one of those tips or tricks that comes up? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Jill and I, same wavelength. You don't bake her, but you also like the shows. There's something to baking shows and baking cozy mysteries and my oven is storage. <laughs> I like to bake, but I don't like baking shows. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Maybe that's because you have your own way of doing it and, and it's going to mess you up or you just got your own little vibe. Like baking is your thing. You don't need anyone else doing their little tips and tricks. Yeah. or trying to prove that they can bake. Well, I mean, I, don't I guess the good part, which is the tasting if I just watch the show, but if I do it myself, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny too. I always, I think that there's gotta be some sort of academic study out there of why people love bake, like, you know, the great British baking show or other cooking shows with food network when you can't taste the end product but you still are watching the show for the end product. I think there's something to that. I don't know who's done studies on that, but I find that fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I wish it was a real bakery too. That would be so good. I wonder if the author based it on a real bakery or if it's her imagination. If it's real, 
I think we should all do a road trip. I, I have to admit, that was a really cute name for goodness cakes. My punny heart love that. <laughs> Does anyone else have to eat? Yeah, you know, bringing cupcakes. And because I'm me and, you know, I like, I can't even see the frosting on this one. It, this frosting looks so good as I try and angle. Like I did the, I yeah. the because I couldn't just buy one. I couldn't just buy one. Like I, I couldn't even just do that. So clearly I had like, you know, for reading the cozy and discussing the cozies, you got to get something, got to get a little sweet treat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So I actually had a murder. She baked mm. moment because at the very end of the first movie in the series with Allison Sweeney, she has been using her chalkboard and at the very end, Mike, he, she has her, her baking chalking, like chalkboard notes. You can flip the chalkboard and then you see the suspect list and her love interest detective <laughs> there. Mike flips over the board and yeah. sees her list of suspects. And so I totally had a flashback to that. I'm going, Oh, this book is giving me total, you know, murder. She murder. She baked vibes. Joanne fluke. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just, I was so there for that moment. I love it when they have, the murder boards with Agatha Raisin and she's got her chalkboard here. So I just wanted to say the murder she baked one. Like I got total vibes from that. <laughs> you wanted, you wanted cookies. Oh my gosh. Yes. This, this entire book, you know. This oh is- yeah. The banana, banana pudding cupcakes. I'm with you, Holly. And my husband loves banana pudding and we have a local ice cream shop just down the road. Also that has banana pudding ice cream that he loves to get. He would devour those. Is that recipe in the back? Yeah, that if was it's one. Not, it is yes. the banana pudding one. I'm yeah, that was one I just saw. Yeah, banana. Well, as we were sitting here talking, I bought the Kindle version, <laughs> so it's now mine forever. So I'm gonna be doing some good baking. Oh my goodness, I love that you're just you're like I gotta buy this. I gotta add this to my collection. I do that too sometimes when if I really, really love a book too and I have it as an ebook, sometimes I will just get the paperback copy. So I have the physical copy as well because I just love the book so much. I just need all the different formats. You have to have both. You never know if you're going to be out somewhere where you need your entire library with you or you're at home and you just want to pull one off the shelf and just read it because you just need it. Oh, cozy mysteries. I mean, so I love how this is just one I have on my kitchen table because apparently this is my life now. They're just cozy mysteries all over the place. I tried to put the ones that are coming up behind me. And I'm not really sure if I can angle that correctly. So we got teen treachery over there. The cracked spine is over there. But even just like the covers, they're so bright and cute and fun. Like I just like having them around me. <laughs> Like even, so this one's a little bit more muted, but the secret book in Stone Society has scones on the covers. Like it's just like, it's the color is a little bit more, it kind of goes with the dark, you know, I have the black book covers over there with my was rainbow shells, (laughs) but it has food on the cover and the script writing is gorgeous. Even the crack spine, that one has the animal. I think it's a dog on the cover and the books are there too. I mean, I just love looking at cozy mysteries. They're just, they make you smile. (laughs) They do. They do. And if you're having a bad day, if the cover doesn't make you smile, the blurb on the back with the puns will make you laugh. So it's all good. I love that. I love the title of this cake and punishment. I always want to know how people come up with the pun titles. I'm always amazed. I'm going, this is a skill set that is so underrated. And whoever is the agent or the editor who comes up with these titles, they deserve all the extra credit, gold stars, 
increase in pay because they just, this is kind of what sells some of the cozy mysteries. When you see the title and you're going, okay, this has my attention now and let me read the blurb. And now I'm, I'm sucked in. Like, yeah. I remember during your December author, was it December? One of your author chats where you had all the authors and I asked one of the authors about those puns particularly because I buy a lot of cozy mysteries and I always read them back out loud to my husband because I like to hear him groan when we get to the fun part and she had you know talked about that and it's such a critical part of the cozy mystery genre it just makes it so amazing oh yeah I think it's so funny too Again, the cozy mystery community, I feel as if we really do have our expectations of fun title, a colorful book cover, and, you know, a very cute and cozy blurb that has to do with murder in the back. Right. (laughs) We have these things that we're we're looking for. And so you can tell who loves the genre, who knows the genre, and you can just fall into it because they're a part of the community. And they, it's like, I'm one of you. I know what you're looking for. So I definitely kind of got that vibe here, which is why I think I got so excited when they had references to cozy mysteries in a cozy mystery. I'm like, this is so meta, but I love it. Yeah, the librarian was even describing cozy mysteries just like that. I'm like, yes, that's exactly right. It has to have all those things. Small town and, you know. It's another just- husband, another husband teasing about the reading. Yeah, shame on them. <laughs> it's okay. My husband likes to read. So I told him he needs to write a cozy mystery series. We have... I came up with the idea, but I'm not a writer. So I gave him the premise. I gave him the punny titles. He just has to sit down and do it. So we'll see. I love it. Oh my gosh. Again, with your life as a cozy mystery, he's going to be his own leading sleuther. That's adorable. That is so cute. He can write the stories. I'll read them. Oh, oh, that's so cute. We are a tribe. Because not everybody understands cozy mysteries. It's very important. The anime people that have to stand behind me, they don't understand cozy mysteries. Some of them will turn around every once in a while and I'll see them pick it up and be like, do you see this? They just don't get it. Is it a comedy? Is it a murder mystery? What is it? A romance? Yes. It's a a subgenre within the genre. So we got mysteries, then we get cozy mysteries. Then within the subgenre, we have the tropes and archetypes. So it's like sometimes it gets so specific. It's like it's a baking cozy, a return to small town. Again, you can tell I'm doing the book we just did. So we got like a return to small town with the baking cozy with a love interest who's a cop. Like you can get so specific and there's a cozy mystery for that. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. And I'm going to start the second one tonight. That makes me so happy. I'm so glad you enjoyed the book because, again, I I love the fact that it really is the books that people submit, that they vote for. You know, I don't even vote for them myself with the polls because I don't want to influence because when they do tie, like that is genuinely the, the, you know, the book club members voting that way. The only time I vote is when somebody doesn't have a Twitter and they say, Oh, I want to participate and I don't have a Twitter. How can I do this? And I go into my own personal account and I vote that way for them. So this, I'm really excited when we like the book and I'm like, you guys chose a good book. This was all done by you. So I'm like, applause to the cozy mystery book club members. You did this. And the polls are awesome because no matter which one wins, you can add them all to your TBR list. So win, win. 
I actually had to get a new notebook <laughs> as my eyes, you know, widen. So I've had the same notebook where I've been taking down your requests. And so I got a new one and I transferred over all of the requests and I've been putting them under the, the theme headings. So I've been grouping them. So now there's less flipping involved because before the post-it notes were looking very creepy and like crazy. Like it was a very beautiful mind-esque sort of notebook after a certain, and I ran out of pages. Like that was when the new notebook was born because I literally really ran out of pages because you guys recommend so many awesome books. So now we got the new notebook, we got the themes with the headings. So I'm keeping track. And even the ones that don't win are, we have our second, you know, I love how we have the January poll, which is like the comeback, you know, return ones that were almost the winners. Yeah. So even if it doesn't win, it's still staying on the list. So don't worry if there's a book you're, you're hoping to see and it's not there quite yet. It might be. So we might need some, oh, I've got my knitting needles because, you know, I have to fiddle with something. I think we might need recipe bookmarks for this book. Mm. That's a cute one. That, that's a good idea. I like that. I, I put together little gift bags because I'm going to Malice Domestic, which is in April, I believe. And so if you, any of the Cosmistry Book Club members see me in person, I was putting together like little gift bags uh-huh. to give you guys for when we run into each other in real life. So I they have the swag room. And so the bookmarks are going to be down there. So you guys can grab the bookmarks and I'm probably going to put a few other things down there, but for our book club members who we actually, you know, see each other in real life, you know, it's like real life instead of the computer, I was putting together a little bag. So we got the vinyls, we got tea in here, we got candy, and we also have an enamel pin as a little heart confetti thing. So I was putting together just little gift bags to give you guys. And I also had very special stickers made that say Sleuther, which is why you just reminded me. So they say Sleuther on it and I designed it with Procreate. So like they're all colorful and cute. So beautiful. You just reminded me of that because I've been working on the cozy mystery swag. And so when you're like, oh, bookmarks that have recipes, I'm going, oh, I'm, I've been doing so many other things. Like, I haven't thought of that. That's a great one to put on the list of like future swag to do. So I was putting together this one. So we have the vinyl, but now I got to do something with the, the ingredients or recipe. And I'm going to figure out. If- word, yeah, I have to make a word <laughs> search for this one too. I haven't done that. I don't think I did I mean, one for last. No, wait. Did I do one for last month? I don't know. I've been putting them on the Instagram highlight reel. So if you have made a word search, it is saved. And they're usually on the website. If, if anyone ever does anything, I will I share. I will post it. So just let me know. So yes, I did make the little gift bags. I even put them in my, in, I put together a little tote. So like they're in the tote and like I'm ready to go. And like and so what I did was they're all... The, They're the same, but different. So there are different candies in here. So we have everything from like Godiva's to different types of tea to different vinyls. So there's always going to be a vinyl. There's always going to be tea, but like we have different flavors and different things in there. So the same swag, but different. Like you're still going to get a vinyl that's handmade by me and everything else, but it's going to be a different type of vinyl. So I hope you guys like that. I also, if there's not an enamel pin in there, as I go looking, I put in, I can't grab, I love how like the moment I start to talk about the thing, I can't find the pen that I put aside. They're Sleuther pens. They say hashtag Sleuther on them and they're very official and pretty looking. So I have some very cool swag to share with you guys. So if you guys are going to Malice Domestic, please try and find me because I have something for you. <laughs> As I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never even heard of it. Where does it take place? It's going to be in, I believe, Maryland. So I'm in DC, so it's not that far away, which is why it's a, it's a possibility and exciting and 
everything else. So it's not too far away. And my mom is going to come watch my little baby, my little boy, Max, my little fur baby. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I put together a little gift bag. So if you guys are going, make sure you try and see me at one of the events and the gift bag is for you. That sounds awesome. I think you should come to Disney World after so you can come visit me. <laughs> I went there in when I was probably elementary school. I haven't been to Florida since then. There's a romance author where I think all of her books are set in Florida. And so I'm going, I need to go there someday. <laughs> when all COVID is over, I need to just go to all the different states and just do a little traveling adventure. I know. I don't think... I only have gone to one book convention here and it was the Twilight book convention back when Twilight was super big. It was awesome. It was so much fun, but that's the only one I've been to. That is so cute though. I love it when people actually post when they go to Forks, Washington and I'm like, and every single time I'm always surprised it's a real place and they take a photo in front of the Twilight house. I like when people do those things. That would be so fun. Imagine if you went to Kentucky and you could like imagine where or just pick random houses. You're like, this is Sophia's house and this is her bakery and just like Harriet the Spy, you know, that book, if you read that when you were little, just kind of, you know, make up your own little world. Well, not your own because, you know, the author already made it. But it's so funny. I was playing around with the little, so again, when I was doing the bingo boards one time, I was looking up all the icons for, we got the hospital, we got the supermarket. And so I really want someone to develop, you know, just a map of like their cozy mystery, like every single cozy mystery that needs their own little hometown map. I want everyone to have a little map of like, this is where we are. And I just think that'd be so cute. I mean, they don't have to do it. I just love it as a reader in my head when I picture how the, the place is laid out because some people are so creative with graphic designs. When I go on Fiverr, because again, you guys know I'm always doing, I'm always having little cozy companions made up and I'm always thinking about things for future events. And I go in and I'm like, I don't know what I would need this for. I don't have a, a map that needs to be drawn up, but you have this map on your profile. It looks amazing. I love it. <laughs> like, I just think that's so cool and so cute. I see some other Harriet the Spy lovers. <laughs> Harriet the Spy might be like my first ever cozy mystery if you really think about it. <laughs> it is malice domestic I will clarify so last year it was virtual and then the year before that I believe it was was it in person I mean so I did I did it once before and it was such a fun event it was one of my favorite book events and I've been to quite a few over the before COVID hit I was going to a lot of different events my dissertation was on the romance genre fandom so I was going to a lot especially romance related events and then I go to Mouse Domestic and the environment, the, the way everyone was interacting, it was just such a great sort of tone. Everyone was friendly. Everyone was down to earth. Everyone was just so approachable. And it was just, it was great. It was a very small sort of kind of Yeah, I was going to say like, it was small enough, but it wasn't overwhelming. I was just, I appreciated how everything was laid out. They did a great job with it. So I'm hoping, you know, same situation. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for all oh, your first, oh, first book club. <laughs> They're all so amazing. Oh, thank you so much for joining. And if you are new, I will just mention, if you take a photo of our book of the month and you share it anywhere or, you know, you post it to Instagram, your stories, whatever, and just let me know. And you've got a Cozy Mystery bookmark coming your way. And I always put an extra swag too, because that's just what I do. So there'll be other things in there as a, 
special thank you for sharing the cozy mystery love. So just want to make sure you know about that. And then everyone who's commenting last month, it took me, <laughs> I had the best time doing it. So it's not like it's a chore, but there were so many comments. It took me like a week to go through them. So every comment translates to one giveaway entry. And tonight's giveaway entry is put out to pasture by Amanda Flowers. So all of your comments are going to be giveaway entries. So be on the lookout for the winning announcement. So if you have anywhere in the comments, any other things about the book, anything about the Cozy Mystery Book Club, things coming up, comment away. Those will be your entries. <laughs> so just want to make sure I throw that in there. Oh, you got the mug. Yay. She posted 12 months in a row. Wow. In a row. She is on her game. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you guys are getting the envelopes. I, I try and put I, I with the Etsy store. It's so funny. So I finally got my quote unquote profits. I almost shared a screenshot. It was 64 cents. <laughs> That's what I made from the Etsy store. And I'm like, and how much money did I spend on stickers and everything else? Like, it's not for profit. There's no profit being made. It was so funny when I saw that though. I was like, I made 67 cents and I spent like what, 50 on the stickers to get them made from sticker mule. <laughs> so I, it's, it's not, it's not trying to be a business or something like that. It's literally just so I, I know who wants what, or, you know, if you're a part of the book club, I want to be able to send stuff your way. And so basically just accounts for the shipping if you're international and things like that, because, you know, that is out of pocket and that can get expensive. So basically it's just taking care of shipping. If anything. So it's, there's an Etsy, Etsy order. You will be getting a lot more than what's in your order. I will guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all good. I have one of the old original Cozy Mystery Club mugs and I have a shirt. And I have bookmarks and all kinds of things. It's awesome. I was having the best time going through the the old Zazzle store because I hadn't updated it in the longest time because I myself, again, it's not for profit. It's just if someone says, I want a shirt that says I'm a sleuther or something, I will do that. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to the, I'm going to Mouse Domestic. I want something. So like, I'm going into my, like my store to buy something. <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny. I get a, an email from Zazzle saying you made a sale. I'm like, I'm the one who purchased it. <laughs> like, That's <"Thank> awesome. You. <laughs> And, and again, it's like for Zazzle, I think you have to have, I think it both, again, I don't do any of the royalty percentage earnings. And so I think it said something like you earned one penny or like the one cent. I'm going, so it cost myself an extra penny. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't do it for profit. It's simply because I love you guys. You ask for certain things. And I myself, you know, when you, when I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I was going through my Buffy phase, I had the sweatshirt that said Buffy. So we need sweatshirts that say Coast Mystery Lover on them just what we do. We do. I'm like, and I think we actually, I love how my last note was just for goodness cakes is the name of the new bakery. And I love it. I like how that's one of my last notes. <laughs> it just oh wraps gosh. everything are- up so nice. <laughs> you know, it was pure joy. I, I mean, it, the tone of it was super fun and lighthearted as a sleuther. She was likable and you could follow her and you're not she wasn't, un- again, I don't have anything against unlikable heroines, but there was something about her where like, you kind of felt like you're on her shoulder watching the sleeping occur and you just liked sitting there watching how everything played out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was almost like a friend, you know, like kind of like when we get together as a book club, it's like, we don't truly know each other, but we, you know, we do sort of know each other, you know, and we have an it's interesting true. comment it was the same you know she was like a friend who liked cozies also she just happened to be the main character <laughs> oh you're drinking from your cozy mystery book 
Oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. I love getting to chat cozy mysteries with everybody. You guys are, again, you guys are the best sleeping family in the world. I love it. I really do enjoy looking. F- I look forward to this. I enjoy chatting with you. I mean, you are a sweetheart. I'm so glad that you're here again, chatting with me, doing the guest hosting for the event tonight. I, oh, thank you. You're so sweet. You're I so love sweet. doing it. It's an honor. <laughs> it truly is. I love being able to type in the Angela episode. Like every time I type that in, I think it was in the newsletter. I was, I had the biggest smile on my face. I just mm-hmm. I get the biggest thing out of that. <laughs> you love the Southernism. That's <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So if you guys have any final thoughts about the book, questions, queries, whatever, you know, if there's a certain scene that you'd hope we talk, discussed, a quote, character, anything, please comment away because otherwise I'm, I love how every time I think I say it, my voice is always straining. Like you're not used to talking this much. What are you doing to me vocal cords? So (laughs) if you guys want to comment now, otherwise we'll probably call it a night in probably a few minutes or a little bit because you have reading to do for book two with this. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm excited to get started and I need to look at those recipes and get my ingredient list for that skillet apple pie. Oh my goodness. Uh, again with the whole I wish I was a baker but also at the same time it's probably a really good thing I'm not because I would weigh way too much I would be eating all the sugar butter it's probably healthier for my entire lifestyle not to be a baker (laughs) you would be okay you're such a giver you would save some for yourself and you'd give the rest away (laughs) thank you it was so funny with my apartment building when I and when I say funny I mean like I know this but they don't realize this so they're doing a food drive and I think I am 80 to 85 percent of the stuff like I I like you know for the food drive and they're like everyone donated so much and I'm and I'm looking at that going I'm like I I know I know other people donated that but I don't think it's as many people as you think it was (laughs) so yeah I probably would if I was baking I would probably be like leaving things in front of my apartment, you know, other people's doors. So they would, they would also be gaining weight if I were a baker. (laughs) They should probably be glad I'm not a baker. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, you guys are so sweet. Yes, the Angelas. I love how we can make our names plural. The Angelas. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining. You guys are so sweet. Jill, Kim, Marta. Marta with the Magical Mystery Class. I got the, you got the title on there. It's so cute. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because when people have Etsy stores, you know, it says store in the title. You think, oh, this is a business. It's really not. It's not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing any profit or loss margins. I'm not doing any of that. Um, someone just put through an order today and I was already putting together... I have extra stickers that I just got. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I can put three of those in here and do this. And oh, I got this candy. So yeah, I'm always, I pack those things until there's no other room. (laughs) Uh, Crystal, we were talking about the Library Lovers Mysteries before we went live. Yeah. Yes, we still have our, uh, I'm going with the series. Let's see if they have my images. Yes. So I'm like, I almost forgot which book we're on for this month. So for the Library Lovers Buddy Read series going on this month, it was a likely story. And then next month it is better late than never. And so then we have the remainder ones. I love how I've been trying to plot this out. So this is the the complete list. So for all of our Sherlock hamsters out there (laughs) with our little... A little, a little cutie patootie. I don't know how to angle. <laughs> that is so adorable. 
<laughs> I, I love that little guy. I think he came out so cute. So we oh, have our little Sherlock hamsters. So if you are doing the library lovers buddy read and you want to talk about the book, we have the hashtag for you to use. So trying to keep up with that. I myself ended up reading like three back to back to back. So I'm a little ahead. <laughs> I got to fall back in line with the buddy read, but I do remember. And so I, it's nice to check in on the hashtag and see who's reading what. Yeah. It's a great series for sure. And I remember back when I first started with Cozy Mystery Club reading, you had said someday I would get an autographed uh, Cozy Mystery. And I actually won an autographed Cozy Mystery from Jen McKinley. And she sent That's it awesome. by my bed. That's so nice. It's my prize possession. Oh my gosh. You just reminded me, I need to message her back because we were trying to figure if we could like do something for the book club. And she does, I think hers is Berkeley Publishing. And so I need to figure out the connections there because I do a lot with Poison Pen Press and Kensington who are amazing. So I I haven't done as much with Berkeley. They're they're a little bit more of a mystery, like they're a mystery genre mystery. (laughs) So the fact that you won something is so cool to me. That is amazing. I was amazed. And it came with a candle that goes along with the scent of the book. It was one of the cupcake uh, murder mystery books. Again, with the baking. Okay. I mean, so next month is, so I I realize this now. So next month is The Cracked Spine. And then the following month after that is On Borrow Crime. So we had two baking ones back to back. Now we have two bookish cozies back to back. So there's clearly, you know, a theme where we got to do two at a time, I guess. <laughs> Apparently this funny. is how we play out apparently that's how this is playing out so i am keeping track i gotta start keeping track of the themes that are winning i i always forget to like i upload these images to share and then i just forget to post them so even i mean again i make these little things and they're here and i just forget to share so we got the sleuthing (laughs) i'm gonna have to do some other stuff at some point to remember to that i can include these for y'all I think we should put that on our car as a sticker. So if we see each other, we know. (laughs) I was, I was looking, I, again, I love, um, it's so funny too. My dad was like, what do you enjoy doing? Cause my dissertation was making men happy. He's like, what would make you happy? I'm like, I love playing with the procreate app and designing things for the book club. So, I mean, I've been doing things that say cozy and sleuther on them. So I have plenty of images to share for y'all. I've been putting them aside for, you know, a future Again, I, I tell you guys every year, I start planning 12 Days of Cozies almost immediately after it happens because there's so many moving parts to it. So I've been putting stuff aside for future clip art for y'all to download. <laughs> so there's always things going on behind the scenes. You're amazing. Oh, yeah. I love how you do it all. <laughs> oh, you guys are still reading. This is so cute. You guys are reading The Library Lovers. Oh, yes. Congratulations again. I mean, I like, I'm, yes, let me just repeat that. <laughs> That is so exciting, especially when you love an author and you get something from them. You're, you're just, I feel so special. Oh, I was amazed. I'm like, what just randomly chose me because I subscribed to your newsletter. I mean, wow. We all need to go subscribe to her newsletter now for the chance yeah. of winning something in the future. We all need to do this, add this to the to-do list. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys are so sweet. I'm so glad you guys are able to join us. And I'm so appreciative 
to Yarnivore Girl. I like how I can pronounce this now because I've learned. <laughs> yeah, so I, for the Angela episode, the double Angela, the Angela squared. Thank you for joining. I'm so happy that you and so appreciative that you took time out of your day to chat with me and the other book club members and everyone who joined tonight. You guys are so sweet. I'm so appreciative that you guys read the book and you chatted about it. I mean, it really is the best. You guys put the biggest smile on my face as I get emotional. I mean, I really do look forward to the, these discussions and I just have the best time with y'all. So thank you for joining and talking about this book. And I'm so glad everyone seemed to enjoy it because again, I don't know what's going to happen with these books because you guys chose, you guys choose them. And so I'm very glad that you guys chose a book that you all enjoyed. So you guys have very good taste in addition to everything else that you do. You're amazing. So thank you. <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to mention or touch on before we say goodnight? No, I'm good. I can't wait to read book number two tonight and then start on next month's book after that. I was going to say, you got, you already have two more books on the, on the to be read list. So we got the next book is what? Better Off Dead. And then we got The Cracked Spine for next month. So two more cozy mysteries to read. What's better than that? <laughs> so I think that we're exactly. ending tonight. And we're already we got more <laughs> We already got more mysteries to go read. That's awesome. I, that, mm-hmm. I think ending on a high note, totally ending on the best note possible. More cozy mysteries to be read. <laughs> That's so great. Thank you guys for joining and happy reading and happy sleuthing. And please stay safe and healthy and take care of yourselves and happy reading. Have a nice night, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Cake and Punishment. If you would like to take part in a book club discussion live, please mark your calendar for the last Tuesday of the month. The Sleuthing Fun begins 7 p.m. EST over on YouTube. Much like the cozy mystery books we all know and love, my YouTube channel is a play on my last name, invoking a pun. My channel is Books Are My Heart with my last name, Heart, H-A-R-T. In addition to having the live streams archived as podcast episodes, you can also access the videos themselves over on my YouTube channel. I leave them all public so that people can access them whenever they like. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, please be sure to visit the Instagram and Twitter accounts. Both are at Cozy Mystery Club. I am always posting something new and cozy for y'all to enjoy on both platforms. From Twitter polls to memes to Murder She Wrote references, I've got you covered. Thank you for being a part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club and taking time out of your day to listen to this cozy episode. I hope the rest of your day is just as cozy. Have fun reading, writing, and sleuthing. And please stay kind, creative, and cozy.